right, pre-show shenanigans, in-person episode, live in studio. We don't have a studio, but pretend we do. Live, in-person, pre-show shenanigans. I thought I was tougher than the sun. The sun. I thought I was tougher than the sun. Um, <laughs> wait, wait, can you stand up and, like, walk back? No, so you can, you can no, see the... no, I'm not doing that. You, know, you can't, you can't. But I that. thought I was tougher than the sun. You can see how that turned out for me. Right now, I'd compare myself to Aaron Kraft back when he played at Ohio State. Uh, the cheeks are so red right now. And it's kind of nice how it cuts off perfectly, like, right? Kind of like my crappy mustache nose line. It's kind of like two perfect little circles right here. Kind of, um, I don't even know. Uh, I would say kind of like rectangle-like shapes, actually. Uh, more though than uh, it looks like the nice shape. little like eye bag things that you put under for skincare. It, it it does actually look like I'm a 28 year old girl right now caring about how my eyes look and my my uh what are those called I not eyeshadow Crow's eye bags feet, eye bags uh, underneath your eyes can't eye say I know the exact term but um yeah it looks like I'm going under. Yeah, it looks like I have those patches on right now. In other news, yeah, right? I thought I was if, tougher if you, than the if sun. If you're wondering why Grant thought he was tougher than the sun, we were at the Dodgers game today. Uh, we met Clayton Kershaw. We sat in left field. Quick little caveats before. First time I've ever, I'm going to come out and say this. Because I'm West Coast, if I went to an NFL game, that would be the 4 p.m. kickoff East Coast, 1 p.m. kickoff my time. Yeah. So that'd be like the earliest. And I only went to one Chargers game last year, my first ever game, which was at actually, no, it was 1 p.m. But that was the earliest ever. This was probably the only time in my life that I've ever attended, I guess, a form of sporting event that I paid for and wanted to go to. I'm saying not including one of your siblings playing that doesn't count okay in terms of something i paid money for and went to first time i've ever been to a noon game this early so well i guess the nfl here if it's a noon game it's actually the 10 a.m game right well yeah but the l like the la teams would never kick off at 10 a.m they wouldn't put them at that you know yeah oh my like God. chargers and rams would play at 10 a.m if it's an away game yeah but i mean yeah you get what I'm saying? But, like, if it was Rams or Chargers hosting, they give them the 1 p.m. slot. Yeah. Because that would be evil. It'd be evil if you made them 10 a.m. start time. You know it better. You're around the football team. What time would those players have to show up to this uh, stadium for 10 a.m. start time? 7, 6 o'clock. And if you're great, even earlier. So, Tom Brady would be there at 3 a.m. Oh, yeah. He's in there at 4. Think about that. Think about that, folks, okay? Not not really fair. Oh, my goodness. Uh, we'll bring this up later, but uh, I'm not sure if you saw this. It was the discrepancy in bye weeks by NFL teams. I did not see One that. team is clearly favorited, and one team is kind of surprisingly, but there's one team that is getting significantly screwed way more than everyone I feel else. like one or the other is the Patriots. No. Okay, interesting. It's, it's more so by division. Like oh, okay. certain divisions kind of get some passes, which I actually don't understand why, because if well, it comes well, to bi-week scheduling, 
Like, if it came to, like, travel distance, yeah, that makes sense. The Seahawks but for bi-week timing, I don't really know why the AFC Beast got favorited and the conference that got screwed was the NFC Best. Yeah. Um, Just remember, anytime I... Anytime I refer to West or East, I'm going to put Beast and Best. So just keep that in mind. But but I mean, we'll get into that some, more later. But yeah, the, the, the biggest the biggest note from, from I thought it was tougher than the Sun. We twelve o'clock game. Very okay. So this is another caveat, folks. So with the games going by quicker, even though today actually, I would say was longer than the MLB average in past years. Today was like a three hour game. But yeah, it was pretty. Uh, Pre-game, we showed up earlier with the with the pitch clock game going faster. We, we got to show up earlier to get a full day at the ballpark. We got that idea, like you tell already. We got there but at ten twenty. Got there and yeah, got there at ten twenty. Game started at twelve ten. Okay, so literally there two hours before the game started. Not a good idea. Okay, not a great idea. Uh, but we got there early and. We are sitting in left field, okay? There's no there's no shade in the left field pavilion at Dodger Stadium. So, okay, once again, the sun. The sun is at, like, 20 grant zero right now. <laughs> but moving forward, forget the sun. You guys are already seeing the impact of it. Clayton Kershaw. We show up at the stadium, 10-20 or so. And around that time, the starting pitchers, other than Dustin May, which we'll get to, how it was very strange the lack of Dustin May appearances pre-game. But which we noted by the way. Once we showed up around 1020 or so, Clayton, Gonsolin, Syndergaard, Thor was there. Who, who, by uh, the way, is we, we learned in person is ginormous. Yeah, Julio wasn't there, which I respect. Take your Wednesday off. I wouldn't be at the ballpark that early either if I was Julio. Uh but we're there, we're looking around and Clayton's there repping the classic pregame Clayton uh, Clayton outfit, the the rip sleeve tank top or the cutout sleeve tank top, the headband, no hat, no jersey, no nothing, but he still had the pants on. Okay. Also important to note, Bruce Dar Gratterall pregame was not wearing pants. Okay. He also threw a ball into he also the threw upper a ball deck. into like the third deck to nobody. Bounce off of like five seats and afterwards he did one of those celebrations. Like, like he struck out Machado like that. Boom! Yeah, did one of those. And it was like, no, you you might have injured a seven-year-old. There were also many might, elementary schools there, there, there today. There were like five, many there elementary were like five schools. Five different elementary schools. Sorry, like seven elementary schools. At there. least eight. Like, Gr- Bruzdar threw the ball into like the third deck, passing over 12, 15 children that are like right there, like arms out trying to get a ball from him yeah he could have seriously injured somebody but it's bruised our baby he, he doesn't care uh but but we're i don't know 10 feet away from clayton kershaw Less we're looking that. at him right in the eyes my brother's with us wearing a kershaw jersey we we also learned that the dodger players they only sign autographs right next to the bullpen it, they don't sign anywhere else like right that right of that cutoff from left it's, field it's literally from the foul the pole. pole to the it's bullpen. Literally the foul pole to That's the where they sign autographs. They don't go over anymore. And uh, my brother's holding up the Kershaw jersey <laughs> with last name 22 pointed out at Kershaw. And I don't even think uh, Clayton batted my brother in eye. 
However, he came up to me in Everett. Uh, my brother is literally wearing a Kershaw jersey, essentially begging, begging for Clayton to, to sign his jersey <laughs> and give him any type of recognition. Clayton comes up right to me in Everett. He's like, what's up, guys? I love your podcast. Love, love the work you guys are putting in. Dap this up. Didn't even give my brother the time of day. And um, that just goes to show the type of guy Clayton is, okay? He rewards hard work. Um, he rewards guys who uh, go out there, put a product out there on the field. It's not going to reward you if you're just asking for a handout with his jersey, okay? You, you got you to gotta impress him if you want to dap him up and meet him, which is what me and Ever got to do today. So, yeah, uh, that's just something I want to point out about Clayton. Yeah, uh, I mean, this is the ball he gave me. So. Yeah, don't don't go asking for handouts or anything. We would show you the autograph on the ball, but that's going to be on our Patreon, actually, for subscribers only. Uh, but, yeah, you guys can you check actually out have Patreon. To, if you want to see it, you have to subscribe to our YouTube and follow us on TikTok because it will be exclusive content that you have to pay for that's – by an ad log. Yeah, and you can't subscribe to the Patreon unless you have proof of subscribing and following uh, to our so, other social And Twitter. You know what? Just let's just make it a little add-on. Let's add Twitter too. I add mean, that, that's going to be a new addition to the marketing team. I'm not sure if they're quite the aware unnamed of that. They're, they're they're gonna have to, oh, the unnamed intern. They're going to have to look at that now. Uh, but w- w- what a game. Uh, early game wasn't great. Uh, well, uh, let's, let's hit the intro and then we'll get well, well, actually, I think the pre-show should just be the Dodger game because there's probably a good amount of people out there who are going to want to skip directly uh, to when we talk about the big quesarito. Uh, but pre-game, we noticed Dustin May's lack of lack of pregame appearances. Presence. We didn't we didn't see him much pregame. He wasn't really like warming up, stretching anything. It seems like he started his warm up or stretching ten minutes minutes pretty late. It yeah. was like 10 minutes pretty late. Um not not what we were looking for exactly. Like he didn't show up when any of the pitches were out there. Like the, even the like Kershaw wasn't pitching today. He pitched yesterday. He's still out there warming up. Noah Syndergaard, Lord knows it wasn't pitching today. He was out there all of the relievers. Well, that was slightly disrespectful to Noah, but go on. All of the relievers, all of the, all of the closers, everybody was out there. But Dustin May, the starting pitcher. For Important the day, note that Caleb Ferguson was not out he, there pregame. He was there. I, I, I promise you, he was not. I recognize that beard. Your brother pointed me, pointed him out to me. But ah, uh, no, he was wrong. But uh, Colby was there. Um, Colby, Colby. Oh, oh, Colby. Oh, yeah. We saw in we the, saw the real starting. Picture, saw a Dodger right? debut essentially. Today. Um, it but, was his Dodger debut. That, but that wasn't uh, Dustin May was not present. We were, like had no idea where he was. We're like, that's that's interesting. Comes out with like ten minutes to go before the game. Uh, is not throwing well. So we were we were questioning about that. But the, the biggest thing is well, also important to to point out that in left field, it's it's not exactly the easiest to point out if his velo's dipping or not. Okay. It's, yeah. it's no, it's no, a no, little no. bit more difficult to, to point out in left field, uh, to see exactly yeah. if he's throwing But he was warming up literally five feet in front of us. True, true. But I mean, I'll be honest, I, I just saw the ginger hair. I wasn't even really worrying about the ball out of his hands. He oh, just I, so I, gorgeous. I was I was watching. I was watching. Yeah, okay. Different uh, type of I was, we were also yeah. we were also paying attention to uh his back pocket. Um yeah, a little Zinichini Alfredo in the back pocket. You know what? Yeah. Um I uh, another thing that you know what we'll, we'll be going over later. Uh over the summer, we're gonna have uh, my boy, uh D3 baseball players. He'll be discussing uh the transition from dip and zen. Uh, it's going to be a really? deep, okay. deep a dive deep inside. He actually has a PowerPoint presentation um, for this setup. Uh, I actually he did not w- tell you about this. But he does. Yeah. Okay. Uh, will be his second time on the podcast recurring guest, Luca. 
Division Three baseball player. He will be giving a presentation on the transition from dip to Zen in the MLB and college athletics. But, but I digress. We noticed Dustin May something was off, something was a little off. And I'll be honest, the first inning actually looked pretty good. We like, did. like from left field, it looked pretty damn good. Now, it might have been different if we were watching on TV, but from left field, I was more than content with that first inning. And let's just say the reaction from Everett, my brother, and I, when we saw, what's his name? Colby, David, David Colby. We don't even know his damn name, let's okay? Funny, we don't even know his name. I want to say it's David Colby. That's what I think. I think yeah. It's David Colby. I think that's right. Maybe, no, not David. Dan? Dan Colby? Let's mm. see. Go check that. That's what I'm checking right but now. But we saw a Dodger debut. This guy is a career seven ERA in the MLB. Dylan Covey. Dylan Covey. Dylan Let's just Kobe. say Covey, we shouldn't have kept him in the six. The fact that he went four scoreless was arguably, well, not, well, it was scoreless. Well, it was scoreless so he went to the bathroom. Well, that, well, I wasn't up for the Gatlin home run. But the oh, the Bucks and he gave up. home run. Okay, four four innings, one run. He had no idea he was pitching. Today. No, zero, zero. Clue. He had no idea. Zero. And he went in there at 12.25, 12.25 p.m. We saw him at allegedly 10.30 a.m. Yeah. You think he looked ready to go in the game? I was not paying attention. I think we, we, mista- we literally mistaked him for the bullpen catcher. We were like, oh, I think that's the bullpen catcher. <laughs> no, that's essentially our starting pitcher today. But uh, he didn't get the W. Bruce Starr got it. Regardless. Regardless. Covey, four innings, no one run. I was beyond impressed. I know if Dustin May was in there, probably would have gone six scoreless, but <laughs> it's all right. We live and we learn. We move on. Sorry, I had a little James Altman in in my throat. (laughs) But James Altman, okay, seventh inning rolls around. It's a 3-2 ball game at this point. I I don't even want to talk about Caleb Ferguson trying to throw over the third, which I also thought was a balk, by the way. Very sus pickoff move from Ferguson. Also, also though, by the way, like lefties, you're not quite used to throwing to second. Twins, twins pitchers until Emilio Pagan came out were looking fantastic. They had us in the, they had us locked down. I would say it was that, and also the biggest rivalry in sports: Dodgers versus runner in scoring position. Uh, two things That's going to battle at yeah. the plate right there. Uh, I, I would say so. Uh, but Sonny Gray was actually a little tough time finding the zone, but he was still getting his outs, which was fine. Like above the ump's head. Oh, he had one at That was terrible. <laughs> In the dirt, it was above by like two feet. Like, And I think this AB was after he gave up the uh, Mookie triple Freddie sack fly. Yeah, I think it was to Will Smith, the next uh, yes. batter. And, and Will Smith hit it through a grounder through the middle. Yeah, uh, t- tough, hard hit ground ball down the third baseline. But, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> enough about Will. Today's about James Outman. Seventh inning rolls around. It's a 3-2 ball game. Ever, my brother and I, we're all sitting there looking at each other like, like fuck. Oof. 
Yeah, Everett's about to get his first loss in Dodger Stadium. He's never lost, by the never way. Never lost. I yeah. have definitely lost, but I can't – I I don't think I've lost in the Dave Roberts era at Dodger Stadium. I've never lost in Dave Roberts or pre-Dave Roberts. I, I went to one game when I was like – Now, I don't exactly remember quite when I was younger, but I, I do remember going to a bunch of games where James Loney was one of the first five hitters. Oh, so, I, I definitely I, attended some I went to I went to one uh, game when I was a kid during the heavy steroid era. Yeah, you know, Kemp knew back, back in the day. Uh, those were some of the times that I was there. Can't anyway. say I can name a single player from when I went to that game, but no, you can't. You can't ever, ever. Who weren't who weren't number sixteen for the Dodgers back in the day? Yeah, Andre Ethier, the fucking goat, man. You know, you knew that. You knew that. You knew that. If I gave you multiple choice, you would have gotten that. Uh, but <laughs> James Alvin, holy shit, we're re- we're really dragging this on. Runners on first and second. No, runners only a triple. No, 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 no. Runners on first and second. Miguel Vargas at the plate. Miguel Vargas draws a 3-1 count, walks, loads the bases, and first pitch before Everett, Nick, and I could, could even say James Altman for rookie of the year. Boom. Dead center field. Barely over the wall. Barely over the wall. Just got over and... 4-3 ball game. Oh, Miguel Vargas walked to score a run. Yes. My bad. They My had bad. bases loaded. They walked, tied at 3-3. And then Alvin hit against them. Yeah. Uh, let's just say James Altman, you're my hero. Uh, All I can say is what, what might have been the first. Uh, okay. Other than the Gala home run. We can, we can go back to. Okay. The first Dodger home run I've seen at Dodger Stadium in over four years. No, we saw Freddie Holt home run last year. Uh, I wasn't in the seats when that happened. You probably saw the Freddie home run. I didn't see it. We also need to go over this. Um, it's it's a curse and a blessing. It was a blessing, but today we learned it can be a curse. Whenever I am at Dodger Stadium or any baseball game for that matter, and I go up to go to the bathroom or get a Dodger dog. No, it's strictly the bathroom. Usually maybe, pretty maybe much the just bathroom. the bathroom. Whoever's up. Whoever's batting will hit a home run. That just that just happens. We confirmed it today. Zero zero ball game. I go up to take a piss in the second inning, guys. Weak a, bladder. Really pathetic showing, but remember we were there at 10:20. So I get a little bit of a pass. But I go up in the second inning to go to the bathroom. What does Byron Buxton do ever? I mean, I don't know. I wasn't in the seats. So you have to you have we to were, we were up two one. I think it's the top of the third. I, the, the first run of the game. Was it the first run of the year? I think it was no. The I Byron Buxton home run, first home run. We oh home run of the game, yes. First yeah, home, first, first run anything. No, I don't think it was the first one. It doesn't matter. But we I, I get oh, up. Oh, it wasn't the first run of the game. We, we were scored up, the first yes. run of the game. It's good but it wasn't a home run. Yeah. Because that was yeah, the Mookie yeah. triple. Um I'm in lining at Dodger Dog. Grant goes to use the bathroom. And that was it. Within moments of him entering the bathroom, I'm sitting there, I'm watching the game. Byron Bucks just dingers it, and I'm sitting there, and I'm just—he gets out of the bathroom, and I'm just looking at him like, I have vivid memories of just walking into the Dodger Stadium bathroom, checking my phone, and seeing a home run notification. It's happened way too many times at this point. I remember one of the most recent times I was in the Dodger Stadium bathroom. I announced um to my fellow bathroom mates that Will Smith had hit a home run. It was a pretty exciting moment for me to to, to announce that to everybody, be like, "Yo, guys, we just went deep." Kind of cool moment to share that with uh, everyone else in the bathroom peeing with you. But 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 enough piss talk. Um, James out. 
you're my hero. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. Rookie just, of the year. I just want to say, maybe, maybe we can go for a silver slugger season. I just want to say, screw it. And I'm, I'm not going to do the work to go and find it. The unnamed intern will do that. That's why we pay him. Um, not paid. <laughs> yeah, he's getting paid by somebody. I guess I might. I do bucket. the financials, so he is, I can confirm firsthand. He is no, not. I want to talk to him about that. That's probably um, why it doesn't work very hard. But uh, there's a clip of me saying that I think James Alman will be a starter for the team. I think that he's really good. Grant disagreed with me. He was a little nervous at the start of the season. All I'd like to say is I called it. Oh, I was expecting something along the lines of suck my dick or something. But I yeah, mean, I'm, I I'm called not it gonna, I mean, too. Yes, I'm not, but I'm not going to be that foul. Uh, fair enough. Uh, you know, James Outman, I I was just surprised. I, I, I didn't think he, he quite quite had it in him. I, I've seen I've seen Dodger, Dodger rookies come up in the past, have amazing first years, and then they get figured out by opposing teams. And shit, it's the fan. Speaking of... Uh, Yasiel Puig's not in the MLB anymore. I still love him, though. That's okay. Speaking, I still love him. Speaking of uh, the Twins-Dodgers game, uh, Nick Gordon, the center fielder for uh, for the Twins, remember the, the at-bat where the dude was just randomly hurt? Yeah, I'll be honest. I wasn't um, quite paying attention. I, I don't know what he happened. was complaining about the dirt in the batter's he box. Still played, he's, he played like another inning or two after that, right? I center. think he just sucked. I think he had a 180 um, batting average on the year. I think it was probably he, uh, a good thing he got hurt. He's on IL. He fractured his leg. Now. But he still played like Wait, wait. Let's do that. some sports science real quick. He fractured his leg off of a foul ball that he hit into his leg. Let's, let's break it. into that. Let, let, let's it. dive into that. Okay. How much torque and velocity for a foul ball? Now, remember. For foul ball to go and hit in the leg, you're barely – now give me this baseball, okay? You're barely hitting the top of this ball, and it's going back into you. So you're not really getting – you're not getting like clean this. contact on the ball or anything. The ball's just going straight into your leg. Also, look at my knees. That's all you guys get to see. <laughs> just think about that for a second. How – like how also is dependent on how, how did he fracture his legs? Depending on how strong your bone is, though. Chicken legs. He does, he does have chicken legs. He skipped leg day. I think that's the clear solution that yeah. we have. But James Alvin, once again, you're my hero. I love you. I love you. I love you. Miguel Vargas, though, probably the MVP of the day. Anyway. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to um to my episode of trying to be tougher than the sun. Uh, I'm not going to say today's an exciting episode because it's a burning episode. It's, it's a scorching episode. Now I'm you know how I felt the other the scorching. Other, it was like after I came back from spring break and I was completely burnt and I was like, no, you had Ill. scurvy. I I had sun poisoning. Mm, scurvy. Scurvy is the lack of vitamin C, but okay. No, no, no. Scurvy is what you get when you're out on the sea and From you're living in Davy Jones' locker. There's yeah. nothing with vitamins, okay? It is with vitamins. No, no, no. It's literally you're on the sea. You get scurvy because there's parrots and shit on the boat. It's, it's not that. Okay. I, I also heard from Billy Football, so take this with a grain of salt. But apparently... Um, back in the day, sailors like like, and I'm talking OG sailors. Sorry I'm talking, about Pirates of the Caribbean. I'm talking the the Nina, the 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 Pinta, and the Santa Maria, or whatever the hell they were the called. Pilgrims. Uh, the Pilgrims, first Pilgrims oh. land. 
uh, like the whatever the hell. I'm talking those people. Apparently, what they used to do, they would take, uh, I think it was like, uh, I think it was giant sea turtles. They would rest them on their back and turtles on their backs. They can't Can't flip over. So they would have essentially live food just ready to to cook up eventually once needed and in a, a dire moment. But until then, they can just leave the turtle upside down on a shelf, kind of like this. Like, like look at me right now, guys. Kind of like this. And they can't move. And you just, like, kind of gradually feed it. And then eventually, you can just eat the turtle. And it's fresh. How the fuck did we get to this conversation? Billy football. And what, scurvy. <laughs> Okay, Everett, you got you to. The sun, like I was clearly beaten by the sun physically, but mentally, this man was taken out. Oh I mean, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good physically. Though. No, physically, I'm physically, pretty, you're pretty fine. Uh, and I, I mean, there's a nice little line. Whoa, 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 so, whoa, whoa! Save that for the Patreon. Save that for the Patreon. Okay, we can't be showing that off. Okay, I'm gonna shout your OnlyFans after this. Yeah, it's at Everett's taste. It's just, yeah. <laughs> You have scurvy. Um, but anyway, Dodger game just went over that recap. We're done talking about the MLB. Uh, we got to talk about the main thing on our minds right now. NBA finals, conference finals right game now. Draft. Yes, that as well. Also, the lottery love throwing that in game one uh, of the conference finals. That's kind of good timing. I'll, I'll be honest. I, I'm not quite exactly tapped in when exactly did the lottery every year. Last week or two weeks ago, when they did the NHL lottery for essentially the Victor Wembanyama of the NHL, like they did that, Chicago got that. I was like, they're doing this in like the second round of the playoffs. Like this seems a little bit early. I I Uh, like the way, but I don't know. I I like the way that the the NFL does it, where it's literally its own separate thing after the end of the season. Well, there is no lottery for that. I, I, I know, but I'm also... But I think it'd be kind of lit be. if they did it. Because that's just another day of monetization. But, but to, also, to, like, add on top of the new Selection Sunday NFL. Release. But also, what, I, what I'm saying is, for the NBA, literally, like, it could be two days before the, the draft. I think NFL should do the schedule release on Selection Sunday. There's no better way. There's no better way to just remind everybody that NFL is king than on Selection Sunday at the same time they announce the NFL schedule. I, I think maybe temporarily near term, they, they might be getting out game NBA by Selection finals. Sunday. NBA finals. So, not finals, the semifinals. Conference finals. Conference finals. Uh, Lakers, Nuggets. Uh, Jokic had a, a double-double, I think, Until Roy, seven until minutes Roy into the game. Up. 26 minutes had a triple double. 26 minutes had a triple double. Uh, I was picking up Everett from the airport at LAX, and I also have a call with you right now, Everett, which I need to discuss. So this is a debate that's been going uh, frequently around the internet. If you live in Los Angeles or New York and you have somebody coming into town it should be illegal for that person to request you to pick them up from the airport considering how awful LAX or JFK <laughs> traffic is. It should be illegal. And you should have been arrested last night. Well, hold on. You I, should I, have I been arrested. At minimum, detained. You told me, and I experienced when I got there, a historic 
true. lack of people. No, 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 true, LAX. true, true. But, but effort. If, if <laughs> in I March. mean, typically, oh, typically, oh, yes, it is bad. Oh, I have man, picked people, guys. I have picked people up from LAX. Let's just say, I think it took it. T- I think it took me longer to just get to your terminal. Then drive to oh, I I walked I walked probably a solid twenty minutes down and you walked to get to you yeah yeah think about that think about that calling an Uber I literally would rather pay for your Uber than you drive a hundred dollars to get it wouldn't be that bad it would be like no it wouldn't no 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 trust trust big trust like trust me I know I know L A Uber fees. Kind of like I know my Ohio State Buckeyes, okay? Like, they literally right right here in the, in the frontal cortex. Okay, right there. The frontal cortex, that's where all the brain power is, right? Yeah, that all goes to Uber fees in Ohio State football. Nothing else is in there. So, with that in mind, yeah, wouldn't be $100. And it certainly would not be $100 to go to LAX. From my house. No, to go, no, but to to, to I don't think so either. I think there's a healthy amount of people, healthy amount of Uber drivers literally camped around LAX and they're actually banking on you to want to go back to like Manhattan Beach because they want to get their $60 fee. Not a hundred though. NBA NBA. Oh yeah, back back to sports. That is Lakers sports podcast. Lakers nuggets. Last night, Everett and I. We're at a, a, a fun little restaurant establishment and we came across a group of old established, what I would describe as pre-show shenanigans in person. These people were kind of the definition of us add 10 times as many F words uh, and about 30 more years and 40 more years. Extremely intoxicated. Well, that's up for the game. But we can at least confirm the starting part. Uh, yeah, a little bit of an older crew. Let's just say I know how the diehard Laker community thinks about Nikola Jokic. Let's just start off with that, okay? Nikola Jokic is not the most favorite guy um, among the diehard, crazy LA Laker fan base, which I which we learned yesterday. Uh, I also just want to say, though, that Contavious Caldwell Pope I kind of have to tip my cap a little bit because nobody in the crowd was giving him shit despite his comments and despite the fact he used to play for the Lakers and was kind of kind of dog shit on the Lakers. But hey, 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 hey. We're not here to talk about it. He's he's the one seed in the West right now, Everett. So not because of him. Yeah, but but you I mean you didn't need to bring that up about KCP about him being dog shit. You know, it was uncalled for. It's just yeah, I, I gotta tip my cap a little bit to KCP. Um, Jokic, disgusting. When AD's guarding him, disgusting. When Rui Hachimura is guarding him. But when Rui Hachimura, the samurai himself, is guarding Nikola Jokic, it's a different ball game. Nikola Jokic yesterday had six points, um, all from free throws when Rui Hachimura was guarding him. Not on fouls. So we know the adjustment for the Lakers. I don't know what the adjustment for the Nuggets is, though. They played like their best basketball. Kind of hope that everyone on your team turns into like Reggie Miller. I guess like that's the adjustment. Also, that they keep, gotta in mind, keep making. the Lakers were down twenty points and came back to within three at one point. 
there, there's that as well. But what I'm saying is like the Lakers played there. I would say considering the set, the second half was an A performance or at least the fourth quarter, but overall probably a B performance. Nuggets played their A plus game. Lakers in six. So, I mean, Lakers got to take game two. That'll be coming out tonight when this drops. We got to take game two. But the game one loss, eh, still Lakers in six. And it's in Denver. That game was in Denver. Too. Yeah, and you know what? Screw it. We're going to use the altitude excuse. It was the altitude. That's why we lost game one. We'll be used to it for game two, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, fine. Yeah, yeah. That's when altitude comes into play. Then, then the that's altitude, when you can use altitude, it to your The altitude isn't really uh, a negative. You're about on the same level. Technically, the Nuggets have an advantage anytime a team comes in there. And that, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, so yeah, we lost game one be because of the altitude. I also want to say, kind of, I, I want to know Jokic's first reaction to getting drafted to Denver and not actually Denver, but just learning the elevation of Denver. I want to know that reaction because I bet he was sitting there just like, oh, no more quesaritos. I, I, I can't do his accent, but uh, it was something along those lines. Uh, also, also kind of disappointing that Taco Bell discontinued the quesarito when like they literally have Jokic as their quesarito spokesman for literally the end of time, but they fumbled that bag. Anyway, anyway, back to back to the NBA. Leave the ball there, you scrub. Anyway, back to the NBA. 80 dropped a 40 burger. Okay, not the 50 burger performance. And no, we got close. Might not even be able to tag the burger on the back end of that, but. 40 points from AD and it's we know how to run the offense through him we don't exactly know or the Nuggets don't exactly know what what, what to do now anyway though but we'll right see what now. happens next game obviously we haven't we, we haven't watched at this point it hasn't happened because we're recording this on Wednesday it goes out Thursday night this episode goes out tomorrow uh the Heat will be playing tonight their game actually starts in 10 minutes um so It'll be interesting how that series goes. I think that the Heat are going to be a little bit more competitive than people actually think. Um, but we'll see. It's just really dependent on whether or not Jason Tatum decides to show up or not. Yeah, it's an interesting time right now for Heat culture. I'll, I'll be honest. Like, if I have this correct, Heat lost their first game, uh, the play-in game. They lost that first game against the Hawks. And then – now they're in the Eastern Conference Finals. I guess that's how it goes. But Eric Spolstra, jobs he done, uh, the job that he's done, losing Tyler Hero, uh, Jimmy, and Jimmy being out losing Oladipo, too. which to be honest, Oladipo wasn't even really that much of a factor to begin with. But yeah, losing him too. Uh, the fact that Max Struess is one of his three best go-to guys on the team, and they are in the Eastern Conference Finals. Eric Spolstra, um. I think Jimmy deserves Hall also, of Fame. I think he got it. I think Jimmy also. This might be an Uber great. take because I've never looked into coaches' Can Hall you of Fame. Just say that whole take. But yeah, the job that Eric Spolster has done post LeBron with this Miami Heat team, kind of with Jimmy Butler, but NBA Finals, back to back Eastern Conference Finals appearances. Yeah, Eric Spolster is a Hall of Fame coach. Uh, NBA Hall of Fame compared to other leagues, I'd say it's probably one of the easier ones to get into. MLB is the hardest. I'd say NBA is easier than NFL. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. 
Yeah. Please tell me if I'm wrong. I, I don't really look into the Hall of Fame I stuff. Think, I'm more looking into the college stuff. I think but the NBA probably. I know MLB is the hardest, but I think the M- NBA is a little bit harder. The only issue is that like there's a, there are random dudes that get in the NFL Hall. Of Fame. Well, well, I also understand there's more. Players. There's just more NFL players, so yeah. more people get in. But I still think um, the percentage of NBA players. In the I do want to give higher. credit. Obviously, Spolster's done a great job, but I do think that a majority of the credit should go to Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler's done phenomenal. Bam's also been amazing down the stretch. Jesus he, Christ, he, Bam he fan, can score he fans, now. He fans like probably would argue against you on that one because they just hate Bam. But Bam's Bam. Like I don't know why. I mean, I would love Bam on the Lakers. If you don't want in Miami. Bring him to LA. I'll take him. I'd love Bam. Put some Kentucky boys together down the OAD and Bam. Uh, that's that's a different type of Kentucky duo. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not even sure if Cal would have ever even drawn that one up and on the blackboard. Yeah, but yeah, AD and Bam. Oh man, AD really doesn't need to do shit on defense. Though it'd be great. It'd be awesome. You could take defense off and just focus on offense. It'd be amazing. Didn't AD come in to be like? The, uh, like wasn't he like a, a defensive player of the year like candidate? well he was always extremely good at defense he just doesn't like playing center because he's soft so i don't know why he's just ass versus Jokic, but well it's it's yeah i'm gonna be honest i actually think Jokic might be like top three most talented basketball player ever he's so unathletic and he gives you 40 point triple doubles what the hell what I mean, the hell? The weird. only way you can do that is if you're extremely good at basketball. If you're yeah. that unathletic. You have to be really good it's at like basketball. Hard. No, Hard's athletic. He just looks fat because he goes to clubs all the time. Fair point. Like, like Fair point. I, I, I want you, for your homework, on your flight back, you're going to download James Harden Rockets 2017 highlights. Okay. That's your homework. They should have won that series, but Chris Paul got hurt. Also, kind of Chris Paul's fault. You should take better care of your body and condition in the offseason more. Anyway, anyway, back to the Heat and the Celtics. I think this series is going to go seven, and I think the Celtics are strangely, wildly inconsistent, where sometimes they look like the best team in the world, and then other times you're sitting there like, Oh, Jason Tatum's 0 for 12 at halftime. He has so two points. And then Jalen Brown is 7 for 9 at halftime and finishes the game 10 for 12 shooting. It's like, why didn't he shoot more? A little strange. Anyway. I, I think that the series... I'm more scared of the Nuggets than the Celtics. I, I actually I agree think with that. even though many people say the Lakers match up better with the Nuggets and the Celtics. To be honest, I'm kind of terrified of Robert Williams and Al Horford against AD and what could happen there. But I, I know that the Nuggets could like consistently give us a hundred. I'm I'm definitely Celtics, I'm not so sure. I'm definitely scared more of the Nuggets than I am the Celtics. The only issue is with the Nuggets the depth that they have overall is low-key better than the Celtics as well i think i might have to disagree with that i think the celtics are pretty damn deep if you got brogdon off the bench if you got robert williams off the bench i thought williams is starting center horford is i thought horford plays power forward mm-hmm. he's five tatum's the four threes uh whatever the hell that bum's name is twos brown and one's uh 
God damn it. Marcus Smart. Or Marcus Smart's uh, two. But whatever. Anyways, I, I think a bunch that... Of bu- oh, yeah. Derek White. Point guard. Yeah. Yeah. I think that if... if um. Dodgers can beat the, the, the oh, Nuggets. Sh- they can beat anybody. Dodgers can beat the Nuggets? The Lakers can beat the Nuggets. They can beat anybody. See, the sun wiped out his mind, guys. But, yeah, NBA, NBA conference finals breakdown. A uh, lot of in-depth stuff going on over here. Real quick, just ball. going over just going over uh, the draft. Weminyama is going to the Spurs. Uh, NBA lottery is definitely not rigged. It's definitely not a frozen envelope or ball or some shit in there. Um, now, okay, if it comes to revenue-wise, which is – everything I think about when it comes to fixing the league. It would not make sense going to San Antonio. I'd say of those teams picking, I believe it was San Antonio, Houston, Portland, and Charlotte. I guess Houston probably is the best market, but still were in there too. No, they were not. They would they had a point five chance to get it. My point exactly. Uh but one point that I wanted to make though <laughs> One point that I wanted to make, though, is this is just a funny stat, but this is the fourth time that the Charlotte Hornets have missed out on the number one overall pick and gotten the two pick when there's been a perennial. But they shouldn't have even had top three. They actually kind of. But this is, this is just the fourth time that it has happened. Like they've been True that. Up. They had they missed out on one by one pick. They missed out on Shaq, Dwight Howard, Anthony Davis. And Weminyama. All big men. Kind of interesting to think about. And MJ's selling the team. So they were definitely not giving it to Charlotte. Anyway, um, is it bullshit now ever that the Spurs have gotten the three greatest center prospects in the last 35 years? Yes, 1,000%. David Robinson, Tim Duncan, and now Victor Weminyama. Bullshit? Yes, it is bullshit. What the hell? Greg Popovich. Now, this is literally, this was the deal, okay? Greg Popovich was like, fine, we'll get rid of Kawhi, we'll get into the Raptors. We get Weminyama, though, okay? In five And minutes. Adam Silver was like, if this is how we're going to take down the Warriors dynasty, fine, okay, let's do it, okay? It was, that was the deal, Everett. Greg Popovich essentially ended the Warriors dynasty by giving up Kawhi Leonard and in return, he got Victor Weminyana so he could come back and become the next Warriors dynasty. So Greg Popovich is playing chess when everyone else is playing checkers, guys. Everyone else, uh, absolute dumbasses. Nothing nothing matters. The Spurs are about to go on a run. Pop might coach Chili's 100. He looks like the White Walker from Game of Thrones. Uh, I would say he looks like the president from the Hunger Games uh, or, or yeah, Snow. Yeah, Snow. Snow. He looks yeah. like that guy. Um, yeah, Pop. Uh, yeah, he got the the. You know, he's now three for three when it comes to having generational center prospects. So good for him. Good for him. Yeah. Good for him in the Spurs. Um, anyways, from Wembenyana's perspective, though, I'd be so hyped if I was him. That uh, San yeah. Antonio got him. I'd be really upset if he went to you. Like if I was if I was him. I'd be so pissed if I went. At to least like he has a Houston. potential to have a future now. Like he actually has a good coach. He has uh, a, a chance to have an okay team around him. He has, I think, is Dejounte Murray there? No, he's on the Hawks. Okay, so he will be. The- oh wait, Lonnie Walker's there. No, no he's on the Lakers. No. Wait. So that's right. The team around him is, is actually a bunch of Ohio State guys. Everett Malachi Branham and Keita Bates Diop 
are around him. Now, I know you know those guys. They're superstars in college basketball. Uh, why don't you fill us in a little bit about Malachi Branham and Kade Bates-Diop? Why don't you just, like, tell me their names again real quick? Malachi Branham and Bates-Diop? Yeah, so, yeah, clearly household names in the NBA. Let's just say Wembenyama is not going to have a good time first couple of years. Not going to have They're going to need to get another top five pick, and next year they can get Bronny James and LeBron. I think that's probably the best idea. It's <laughs> not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea. Uh, get James Harden. <laughs> not a good idea. And James Harden would not go to San Antonio. Charles Barkley is definitely informed him about their women. But, but, I digress. Uh, I don't know. Do you have anything for college football? Uh, the only thing I had on college football is that there are some boom alerts coming for Ohio State, and there's going to be some waves in the college football recruiting scene. Uh, we do also have uh, NCAA football, EA Sports has officially licensed player likeness uh, and numbers. Which was expected. It's but good it's that they announced been, it. It's good that they announced it. Good that it's in place. Um, it's, I'm, I'm ecstatic. Uh, one if, thing I kind of hope they do, Everett, which the, uh, 2K has done, historic teams, okay? Put 2019 LSU in the game, okay? Put historic teams in the game put champions in the game screw it if i want to play do you think with if i want to play with eddie george ohio state let me okay do you think the eagles would get an honorary team the eagles the philadelphia the georgia oh okay all right now now we're stretching it now now you're trying to be (laughs) cute over here okay the sun really got to him but uh okay let's talk let's talk ball here i do actually have a question for you though out of Every player that could potentially be the cover athlete, who do you think deserves it most? Ooh, this is actually a nice one. So if I'm going to keep it classy, keep it realistic in the past, I'll do, I'll give you two answers. First answer based on the past where it's the athlete from the year before gets the cover, but I'm also going to give you who I think should be the cover athlete in college for that year. Okay. So if it's next year, Caleb Williams will be the cover. Yeah. And if they do it based on past versions where whoever just graduated the next game that comes out, they put them on the cover. Mm-hmm. If we're doing though, like it's, I'm not, a, I, you to be honest, to be I'm not, a, right yeah. if you are currently in college, if we're going to go that route, when we are that far down the line, it's going to be Arch Manning. <laughs> Arch <laughs> Manning. Yeah. Even though he wouldn't have played just off yet. the name. Well, he'll be a junior. He probably would have played the year before. It comes out no, because it comes out next summer. It's one season between now and when it's released. Oh, oh wait, no, yeah, no, still him. Even if he hadn't played Sap, this is Arch Manning. Quinn Ewers will be gone. He'll just be the starter. He'll be the most hyped. I feel like it has to be. Maybe it'll be Malachi Nelson. I don't think so. Maybe. I could see. I would, do you think that it should be that that former players who did not get a chance at being a cover well, athlete? Well, I thought for, for a second, the only issue with quick caveat is that there it's been 10 years since the last game's release. I thought what a cool thing they could do is put the 10 cover athletes that would have been on it for the past decade yeah. and put all 10 of them on that. I can see why, though, how that could be a little putting fitting 10 people on there. I can see it. If, they if, might let's just, just say, screw let's this. Say, Okay, let's just say on. let's just say they could do the photo shoot. Let's say it. they they could pick one athlete from the last ten years, including Joe Burrow. You think it'd be Joe Burrow? Joe Burrow, zero has he. 
And he's also the most. He was also the most like outspoken about. I I don't know if MCA seen, fourteen. I don't know if you've seen like the fan made like. It'd be him though. I don't know if you've seen like the fan made like intro clips that they've been doing. Like it's been made. Yes, I have. But Trust they me. have they have it for for like when Watch those every night. Justin Jefferson and Joe Burrow are. Yeah, they're definitely like that'd be one of the sickest intros that I think that they could have. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, well, I mean. I think that's I think that that's the best way I think that that's the best way to pay it back is you put like Caleb Williams on the cover and then the actual intro intro montage is the players from like the last 10 years uh well I mean that'd be great but remember it's EA (laughs) not gonna happen uh so yeah uh you know we can hope we can pray we can we can wish for anything we want are we gonna get it though Everett with EA no Thank you. Thank you. We're not. So Bam yeah. Adebayo got first points to the Heat game, by the way. Yeah. If anybody, Bam, if anybody Bam Adebayo, a, first bucket, plus six. If anybody that's cashed. A, uh, by the way, Dustin May will miss at least a month with uh, an elbow injury. UCL is intact. Correction. It's it's going to be a while. It's going to be a while. based off of uh, ESPN notification. You see, they um, don't need to tell the truth to the media. We don't you know, the media. They don't need to tell truth to us. Um, but NFL, we'll wrap up with this. I don't know how much you have or if you have anything. Yeah, so want to start off with this. We were going over this earlier. I've probably been thinking about this at least twice a month for the past five years. How good would the India Indianapolis Colts be if Andrew Luck never retired? How good would they be right now? I think that they would have won a Super Bowl by now. I'm not quite sure if it's that far, but I think at minimum we can we can confidently they, say they would have won the AFC South every single they, year they over would, the past five years. I think they would have at minimum make AFC Championship game appearances. Remember Everett in 20, I believe, yeah, Falcons here, 2016, they went to the AFC Championship game to Flategate. I think that, right? yes, I think that, I think that if Andrew Luck was healthy and let's say that the, the team that they've had built for the last couple of years, that offensive line that was intact. Uh, T.Y. Hilton was kind of in his prime. Jonathan Taylor, Jonathan Taylor. Michael Pittman with him, too. I think that, let's say Andrew Luck is in his prime right now. I think that the Indi- defense, too. Shit. Maybe they don't get Gilmore, but that's fine. I think that the Indianapolis Colts would be perennial. Maybe Cooker would have been healthy if I, he never retired. I think that the... That's how the butterfly effect works. I think... You know? I butterfly I think that the Indianapolis Colts would be perennial AFC like championship game contenders. They would have been nasty. I the, think the they Colts, would have been in that game every year. It's just Andrew Luck. I we should have known it. You can tell. Like I remember after he won the Orange Bowl at Stanford, you could just see it in his eyes. Like, oh, this guy, football's not his favorite thing in the world. You could tell. You could tell in that interview. Like, I, I promise you now, uh, there were so many signs along the lines um, d- down the stretch to point this out. I just also want to say one of my friends who goes to Stanford, where Andrew Luck, of course, went. My friend saw Andrew Luck and Everett. I mean, I told you where he met him, but pretend pretend like you, you're kind I don't of know. shocked here. Yeah. My friend saw him at a bookstore okay he saw Dude, him what no way he saw him at a barnes and noble no way. okay he, he literally no saw way. him at like an amazon bookstore and i'm talking og amazon okay I'm, I'm talking old amazon he essentially saw him at a scholastic book fair 
Like, that's essentially where my friend saw Andrew Luck. That's what he's up to now. Also, according to my friend, Andrew Luck is certainly not anything over a buck 75. So he could not play in the NFL right now. And all the rumors of the uh, commanders will soon be Washington football team again. Um, I also found out that the easiest way ever, what's the easiest way to sell merchandise? Change your name. Team change name. Easiest way to make money. Easiest way to sell merch is change you have team to name. buy new merchandise. So what the what the commanders uh, temporarily should do, they should probably change their team name five times over the next decade. It'd be That's genius. How they're finance the new stadium, which they better build. It'd be really smart, but I mean, <laughs> this is why they're falling behind. Anyway, anyway. Uh, the only other thing that I have are the top 10 most annoying fan bases in the NFL. Uh, yeah, big time list right here that we got to go over. Top 10 most annoying fan bases in the NFL. Uh, Everett and I strongly disagree on this entire list. We have a completely different top 10. Uh, but uh, I'm going to go from 10 to 1. Yeah, yeah, I, I like this. Okay. I like, I like this version more. It, it keeps keeps the fans on their toes, keeps them, um, keeps them entertained, keeps them on their seat. They have no idea what's going on. Uh, yeah. Bills, Giants, Bucks, Steelers, Cowboys, Bears, Eagles, Packers, Chiefs, Patriots. Patriots are the most annoying fan base in the NFL. Yeah, you know, it's been it's been a while since the Patriots have been relevant, but I'm going to be honest, it's hard to not put the Patriots first. You know. You know how it is. I, I think that Chiefs fans are very entitled right now. Uh, Jackson Mahomes lifts that entire fan base's annoyingness scale like up a hundred percent. Yeah, I, I would also say Chiefs a because it's given yeah, them a bad rep too. Packers fans, uh, it's just extremely entitled and annoying and always think that they're great when they're not. Uh, Eagles fans, I don't really know if there's much of me to talk about with Eagles fans. They're just dicks. Um, entitled dicks, but dicks. Uh, Bears, Bears fans think that they're on top of the world. You know, I think the 49ers should have been slot in there. Bears, uh, I bet some 49ers fans, though, they're, they're pretty nice. No, they're awful. Uh, anybody from San Francisco is just an awful human being. Let's see. Let's. I'll, I'll knock the Bills out and I'll put in the 49ers. 49ers. Yeah, it's just the 49ers, the San Francisco fans in general, they're so cocky. They're so arrogant. It's so annoying. And it's probably a little amplified for me. Yeah, but a little bit. Whatever. But there's the top 10 most annoying fan bases in the NFL. Yeah, uh, NFL right now, uh, not the most entertaining past two days of the National Football League. However, Everett, very, very interesting development coming out of Carolina. Bryce Young might be five foot three. Okay. These pictures that are coming out of him in the huddle. I think he might be five foot two. I think he might still be a sophomore in high school. Uh, I'm a little nervous for him and for his longevity, but I just want to say for his own sake, let's hope that he gets the whistle. Cause if he does not like last year, I remember Justin Herbert was not getting roughing the passer calls early in the year. And I was like, 
what are you doing? Roger Goodell, do you not understand the future at stake here when this guy goes and becomes the Packers quarterback? Like, do you not understand the franchise quarterback you have here? I'm kidding. I I hope so. (laughs) I'd be very upset. I've just heard some interesting developments where just Herbert might be looking to leave LA, but coming to Minnesota. No, he, you know, he, well, he wants to continue his career. You know, he can't do that in LA or Minnesota. So. Minnesota. He's got Justin Jefferson. Don't tell me you can't continue a career with Justin Jefferson. Well, you just can't do it in Minnesota. You just can't you do just it in Minnesota. Want me to be happy. And you can't do it in LA. You just don't want me to be happy. No, I, I want you to be happy, but no, I want no, Justin don't. to be happier than you. No, you, you And Justin won't be happy if he's in Minnesota. He'll I actually think that it would work perfectly for him. He likes he's very he's very I don't think quiet. So. He doesn't like the cameras. Nobody gives a fuck about Minnesota. It might work perfectly. He can no, be secluded. I don't I don't think he'll like that. I don't I don't think so. I don't think he'll like it one bit. I, I think the best case scenario for him is to re-sign with LA on a on about a three-year annual, three million dollar annual deal. You know, about like a 15-year, $30 million total dollar deal. I'd say it's probably best case scenario in terms of his future uh, and the team's. So, you know, uh, that's all to you. It's all to you, Jay Herbo. You know, make your own decision. You yeah, know? you got You heard You heard Grant's take. What about that one? Um, yeah. No. Yeah, no, no, it won't happen. No. Yeah, uh, no. let's just say it'll, it'll be a fun time when Herbert becomes the highest paid quarterback in NFL history for about a month, and then the rest of the team is a bunch of Michael Bandies. It's gonna be fun. Don't worry, you got Quentin Johnston and Max Duggan. We got a yeah. backup quarterback. You got uh, your quarterback of the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll be paying two quarterbacks for the future. So yeah, interesting time, interesting development for the Los Angeles Chargers, but rest of the NFL, not much going on right now. College football, we're waiting on some recruiting. We're waiting on some waves in the recruiting world to splash in a couple of moments. There's here. not much There's not much going on right now. We, we, we fulfilled uh, your guys' brains with our experiences from the Dodgers game today. Grant fought the sun and lost. Um, you know, it's been a good day. It's been a good day. Yeah, it's been a it's been a battle tested day. It's been a tried day. It's been a it's been a long day. But with that, thank you guys so much for watching, listening. Rate us five stars. You can find us on Spotify, TikTok, YouTube, Twitter, and on Instagram at Waterboy Pod. You can find me and Grant on Twitter at Waterboy Grant and at Everett's Takes. Make sure to subscribe and follow on all platforms, uh, specifically YouTube and on Twitter and on TikTok. Or what the fuck you're doing over there? But but uh, thank you guys so much for watching. What was out.